it's an economic story. First of all, I want to give a errata. Well, it's more than errata. The At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Economy as it stands today is nowhere as good as it needs to be for the middle class, the lower middle class, and the poor. But under the current economic system, it couldn't be. Because the economic system that we have, the the unregulated, unfettered type of capitalism that we have right now, skews most capital, income, and everything else to, to, to a few. But under the current umbrella of how our economic system works, the Biden economy is great. He made it better than most people would have ever imagined. He made it with the policies passed best, better than Obama, better than Clinton, better than these all. As you skew things forward. Yes, I know people want to say, but the buying power of the Americans are less now than it was because of inflation. All of that is true. But when you look at the course of what an economic system does, as was explained many times by Richard Wolf on the many programs that we've had, it shows that even with the chains that capitalism has on our current economic system that prevents the middle class, the poor, from being more than a paycheck away from poverty, he has done well. He has shown that even in this economy, Keynesian economics work. Even in this economy, protecting the social safety net prevents it all from caving in. He has proven that. And economists, uh, uh, not the good economists like Richard Wolff and others, but economists like uh, the one that we're going to have right now, Eeks. He just cannot accept that the economy or the current economic system has turned around and has successfully made what people like to call a soft landing. Want you to listen to this? And then we will take it on the other side. As soon as I get my mouse working as it should, we'll get it on the other side. So let's go ahead and do that now. And we'll move that forward. I think that is it. Yeah. Today, the S&P 500 has a chance of reaching a new record high, less than 0.5% away from uncharted territory. It would cap off an impressive year for the stock market and highlight a durable American economy, one that the president is likely to campaign on 
as he makes a run for a second term. Inflation now back to almost normal. Gas prices relatively stable and low. Um, and the American consumer showed up this holiday season. Retail sales rose 3.1% compared to last year. Joining us now is Douglas Holtz-Aiken, a former chief economist of the President's Council of Economic Advisors. Douglas, thanks for joining us on this. Appreciate it. So inflation, the My ideal pleasure. number you want to be at is 2%. We're, we're not quite right. there yet, but almost. And certainly, I don't think many people predicted we would be here in this moment. Markets rallying the way that they are. The economy um, doing as well as it is, avoiding a recession that was predicted. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of good news in 2023, and um, certainly the disinflation's been uh, more rapid and uh, less painful than than anyone had anticipated. That's all great news. Um, the stock market rally um, is really predicated on the notion that the Fed's going to begin cutting soon. Mortgage rates have, have done the made the same move. Uh, my, my only caution is that the Fed's preferred measure of inflation peaked at 5.6%, and now it's down to 3.2 year over year. So that's two-thirds of the way to the target of 2%, and it took nearly two years to do that. So we're not going to see inflation back to normal overnight. We're not going to see the Fed cutting rates overnight. We have a, a, a little bit of a haul left before we get down to the target, and I have some caution about the outlook based on that. Do you think it's unlikely? I know Fed Chair Jerome Powell has said we might see two to three cuts over the next year or so for, for interest rates, obviously reaching an all-time high to kind of um, quell, quiet down, slow down um, inflation. Do you think it's unlikely we're going to see that many cuts over the next year? Uh, we may see uh, rate cuts, but the question is, why do we see rate cuts? My concern about the outlook really focuses on the business sector. The household sector has carried the economy in the second half of 2023. Business investment has been dead flat. Uh, in the post-war period, every recession has been led by a downturn in business investment. Uh, the only exception is the pandemic recession. So to have a really weak business sector is, is a concern. And if the Fed is cutting because the economy is starting to fall off a cliff, that's different than if the the Fed is cutting because inflation is back to 2% and we're growing strongly. So the real issue is, will we get balanced growth, households plus businesses? Are we going to have this unbalanced growth we've seen in the second half of this year? So, so when you talk about balance, I also wonder about the feels and the reels. And what I mean by that is what we're seeing in the economy, right? The numbers where the economy is pretty healthy and doing pretty well, right? And then the feels of the American people, many of which don't feel as if the economy is doing um, as well. They still see kind of grocery prices not necessarily being where they want to be. Do you think that's going to line up uh, this year now more than ever? Well, uh, there were two years, 2021, 2022, when, um, you know, inflation uh, badly outstripped wage growth and people were at work and getting further behind. Now, that changed in the second half of 2023. And the issue is, will that make up for, for those two years, which I think really hurt consumer confidence? Will we turn around, turn a corner on that front? That's what we're facing going forward. And think about the Christmas season. And people are very happy. You know, sales are up 3% from last year. But we have 3% inflation. So people aren't buying more stuff. They're just spending more to keep up with the inflation. We spend a lot of time deconstructing. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen to what he just said. People are not buying much more. If the inflation is 3% and we got a rise in, in purchasing of 3%, he's kind of right that we're, 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 simply paying, we're, we're simply buying more. But he forgot one thing. All the discounts and all of that that came and even above and beyond that, we still got that 3% growth. But let's forget about that. 
when he talks about inflation, he makes it look as if, well, it's a government problem while we had inflation. No, the inflation problem was those thugs that call themselves corporate executives who raise prices even as their prices hadn't gone up. So let's be very clear, folks. Vamos a, vamos a estar bien claros ahora. Es imperativo que, lo, que, lo que de lo que estamos hablando es exactamente lo que está pasando. We must make sure and make everything that we are speaking about actually accurate. Okay? Very, very important. It is sad that these economists who have been all wrong, that they don't understand what occurred in the Biden economy. And I want to explain something to all of you clearly. All right. Biden got an opportunity to do something seldom afforded any president of the United States. Because we were in a pandemic, because we were scared and we didn't know if the economy was going to crash on its own, what we had to do is make some very important decisions. We had to decide. We had to decide and make some very important decisions as far as spending money or not. And what Biden did is he said, and I don't know if he did this implicitly, explicitly, or what, but what he did proved the case. Keynesian economics is important. We do have a slack in the economy that can print money, throw money out without causing inflation. And while people say, but Egberto, we got inflation. But what we also proved is that was manufactured inflation. The fault of that inflation was completely and entirely corporate driven, greed driven. The just-in-time inventory caused some supply chain problems. And whose fault was that? The corporate sector's greed. Number two, the prices that they claim needed to go up. If you look at their income statements and their profit and loss statements, you can see that their costs didn't go up such that they needed to increase the prices of product. So they stole from you and me. And anybody who continues to blame Biden or government, they have been smoking the weed from the corporations. They have been, they have been snowed by the corporations. The corporations have been picking your pockets as they allowed you, misinformed you, proved your gullibility to blame government as opposed to where the blame really belonged. So, folks, let's remember that. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.